everybody welcome back to another batman news weekly this is episode 154 in year three and we are going to be starting the podcast off with comic books this week we have a lot to talk about though so stick around because we are going to be talking about all of this craziness going on around wb the rumors that they can only they only have enough money to drop two movies they uh, apparently had funeral screenings for batgirl which just sounds fucked up there's so much going on with that. Uh, I know Clay has been talking on Twitter. He has some crazy theories about what's going to happen with WB in the future. And a lot to fucking talk about. And possibly more Ben Affleck confirmed stuff. We don't really know. We're going to talk about all of that uh, later in this podcast. But we are going to knock out comics first. Just because we, only, we never covered Flashpoint Beyond number four. We always said we were going to. We never did. And this week we only have the, the you know new detective book. And we also did have a one-shot from uh, Human Target. I didn't get to around to reading it. Clay didn't finish reading it either because I told him I didn't read it. So we are, we're not going to be covering that this week. So uh, I do want to say shout-out to everybody that went and reviewed the podcast on whatever platform that you listened to because our rating went up. So we appreciate you uh, you know, helping us against those review bombers. So, But keep those reviews coming. Yes, yes. We would love to recover everything. Uh, but and also, I know everybody's doing the stars. Give us feedback. Is there something that you want more of? Is there something that you want yeah. less of? Like, give us actual feedback. I think that we we love feedback. We we want to have this uh YouTube channel as well as podcast grow. So give us anything that you think is uh valid criticism. Yes, for sure. So we appreciate all of that. You guys are awesome. And uh, yeah, that is going to be that part. But let's go ahead and dive into Flashpoint Beyond number four, since we are weeks behind on covering this book. Um, it's I'm not going to lie. It's been a while since I read this, obviously, because I read it pff, probably weeks before it, we talk, <laughs> we were supposed to talk about it. And it's been weeks since then. But the book opened up with uh, Batman doing like his own autopsy on reverse flash which we found out in the previous issue that he was slaughtered on a bed and it, yeah. it i forgot what the words were in issue three but it was like a message in his blood or something like yeah, that. yeah 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 and he batman finds gears or like a gear in him like uh gears from a clock yeah yes so i found that pretty interesting then we have essentially what a lot of this book was was the birth of flashpoint robin which is weird, I will yeah. admit, because I mean, I love how the concept of the DC universe anybody can be a hero in the sense of like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, sit down and like, he, we know that this child was being trained with guns, but not yeah. really trained. It was more of like, oh, this is a gun, this is how you shoot it. Because Penguin was like, I don't know what the hell to do with this kid, let's yeah. just show him how to shoot a gun, and with all of this quote-unquote training this kid is like i'm gonna go save you mom i'm not scared anymore and he like goes fully decked out in like all of the like his his school backpack a like utility belt gloves and everything and i'm like what is this kid gonna do yeah. he actually sneaks into arkham asylum yeah yeah it, that it is insane. pretty very comic booky 
you know, yes. to be able to do that. And these are the kind of things you have to suspend the disbelief for. But, um, you know, it's also another universe. You don't know what this kid's been through. Uh, you also don't know what Harvey Dent was doing with this kid previously, you know, because like, that is yeah. his son. So, um, yeah, he goes and he saves his mom. But his mom is all like, oh, no, like, I'm fine. Like, you're here with me now. And during this whole time, like, Batman is talking to Penguin with this clock, right? He's, like, kind of talking about, like, what's going on? Where does it mean? Like, what's it all mean? All to lead to a big reveal. Because this was all the book was this time. Was it was Batman messing with the clock and this kid becoming Robin. All to lead up to the final page turn, which was, or not the final page turn, but a big page turn that revealed... Martha Wayne is still alive in the Flashpoint universe or is back from the dead in this universe. I think she's back. I yeah. think she honestly, like, due to all of the stuff with hypertime and everything else that's been going on with the DC universe, I think she is back. But because Thomas Wayne has been literally being moved through timelines, he is unaffected, just like Reverse Flash. Yeah. The whole thing with Reverse Flash is that he goes into separate timelines so much that he actually has multiple of himself because of his time in the speed force. Yeah. And with Thomas Wayne, he has spent so much time outside of his own universe as well as on other earths. Like what is being affected through time on other earths and whatnot, other universes yeah, means he is unaffected by it. Yeah. which is a very cool concept. Um, but this was wild. Um, I wasn't entirely sure how this equated to the reveal with the gears on the clock, though, mm -hmm. because he was talking to Penguin, and he's like, wait a minute, I know this gear. And he just starts smashing the shit out of the grandfather clock, yeah. of course, which is the, in our main universe, the way to get into the bat cave and yeah. he smashes it and he smashes it and he smashes it and finally he sees the gear and he sees that it's the exact same gear yeah so i don't know if this is a weird way of maybe reverse flash is asking for help with thomas like yeah, or maybe, I don't know, like, I mean, because they don't go into depth on how the gear was in his body. What if yeah. Joker was the one causing all these problems and she knows everything that Batman's trying to do, so she's fucking with him? Yeah. And she could have put the gear in his body, you know? Because we still don't know. Remember, this all started off with people dying around Thomas Wayne, so somebody knows he's trying to fix things. True. Which is also very odd for what our last few pages have been throughout the series. Yeah. Um, the Time Masters have been a really big part of this book. And in last issue, we saw two random characters that knew. Um, oh, shit. What is his name? Uh, the character from uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, he Rip always Hunter. Rip right? Hunter. Yeah. They dropped his name. So you knew that they were also Time Masters. Uh and so in our main universe with uh, Bruce Wayne, we see this, you know, kid time master or whatever. And the, the snow globe starts to like erupt with, I'm guessing, hyper time energy. Yeah. And he says right here, um, Kurt, uh, he says, what does he say here? He says, uh, 
like there are some neat quote like good women have born bad sons of course the other way around is true too i mean your mom she had a lot of secrets had a lot of problems things you don't know about things about the, her past things you didn't realize your dad was going to have to face in there y you see i warned you batman i really did you don't know everything about everything this time you don't know the truth about your mom so this is very odd mm -hmm. like how Martha Wayne, Joker Martha Wayne in the Flashpoint universe could cause such a rupture in hypertime. Yeah. Like, is this Bruce's way of like, hey, I want both of my parents back and I think I can cure them? I don't think it's that. I think that Bruce is trying to save his father. But as this guy from the thing has been saying, you don't know everything. So Bruce trying to fuck with time here could be bringing back people that he wouldn't have want brought back. You know what I mean? Okay, like a yeah. Martha Wayne. Because I don't know if you ever read the Flashpoint side stories where they actually show Joker Martha Wayne and they show her story. It's I a really not. fucked up story. Because I think she like, tries to kill Gordon's kids or she does kill Gordon's kids. Like it's really fucked up. And then she ends up dying at the end. Um, so like that is, you know, her coming back is like really crazy. So um, I think that's kind of thing. Cause we thought Thomas was dead too. Right. Like, I mean, a lot of people thought, well, technically not, I haven't been reading frontier, but why he's back in his universe. He's even questioning. Well, like we've thought Thomas Wayne was dead uh, several times throughout yeah. the past few years you know the whole thing with him saying goodbye to bruce one last time while the flashpoint universe literally disappeared for a yeah. while um you get that epic white page or whatever which was really really cool and then with infinite frontier we saw that uh he was shot with dark size omega beams yeah and anybody who's read any dc with the omega beams knows Sometimes they are deadly, but sometimes they revert people like back in time and yeah. it can do all sorts of wonky stuff. So they're uh, they're the uh, weeping angels of the DC. Universe. <laughs> it could so. it could really be like uh, it was easily assumed that, hey, he's probably not dead yeah. because of the history with the Omega Beams. So I think this is really cool but I'm still wondering what the end game is. Yeah. I mean, was there an issue number on this book? Like, are, do we have certain amount of issues? Is it like six issues, eight issues? That is a good question. Let me see. Oh, it's just four if... of six. So we have two more. Yeah. 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 So two more. It's a, a mini series. Yeah. I don't know where it's going, but this has to build into something greater, right? Like is at the moment, it doesn't feel like it's tying into dark crisis at all. I mean, I wouldn't know. Like, I'm reading Dark Crisis, but I don't see any crossover at the moment. I think we won't see any crossover with Thomas Wayne until the very end. Because okay. I think that might be a big deal of, like... Well, not even then, because that wouldn't make sense. Because currently, Bruce Wayne is not even yeah. in the on Prime Earth. Because he is being sent into a world without the Justice League, like everybody yeah. else has been. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see where this goes. But this book has been solid, man. Like, I, again, I don't think Johns is writing every single thing in here, but he was probably the mastermind of it all, right? Like, this has to happen, this has to happen, this has to happen, and he has the other guys just writing dialogue. Well, I think so, because, 
like I know a lot of Snyder fans won't like this, but they don't read comics anyway. Mm-hmm. Jeff Johns is coming back for Justice Society, something that he had promised years ago, hmm. years ago. And it yeah. is going to be with Helena Wayne as Huntress. Oh, that's so. going to be his book. OK, yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what they're what they're going to do there um helena wait that's gonna be so weird so is it from a, is it gonna be like just since they're doing dark crisis it's gonna be like one of those books like a side story kind of thing i think it might be a book where she is investigating something that like we see a lot of flashbacks mm. unless because you think current, it'll be a continuation of this i'm not entirely sure if it'll be a continuation uh but i do know like the JSA has technically come back to the prime earth yeah. while everybody is still there. So yes, they're older, but like something with time has also kept them like young. So it's yeah. very, very weird. It's all hyper time stuff. Uh, if you guys don't know what hyper time is in DC comics, it's a long explanation. Just go Google it real quick. Well, um, if you go back and read, like if you don't want to do all of that, I think we'll just read doomsday clock again. Right. Because at the end of Doomsday Clock, they kind of showed that Superman, like, time changes itself over time to make Superman be where he needs to be. Kind of giving a weird explanation of, like, even though comics have been around and we've been telling the same stories for 80 years, it changes with time. Which was, like, this weird fucking concept. But I was like, that's actually kind of genius, the way he was telling it. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. you can go check that out. But, uh, yeah, overall, man, I don't know. I'm enjoying this book. like. Seeing Joker, you know, Martha Joker, I was just like, what the fuck? So that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll be reading, we'll be covering the next one in a couple weeks. So yeah, yeah. Know, uh, we just wanted to cover that because we skipped it. So, so you asked me about this next book on your live stream on Twitch. Yeah. And I called BS on some stuff. Okay. But I want to know, what is your opinion on Detective... 1063 i am kind of bored by it and i'm confused by it because i you i was like while we were talking about it on the live stream i didn't i was confused by two-face being there and having a gold face so the gold face was an aesthetic that ram v decided to choose for this yeah it makes a lot of sense with the aesthetic of how he's doing like the very opera-esque stuff in his covers and with the story and everything else. But I told you in Peter Tomasi's run with the story with Two-Face and the Court of Owls and uh, Lincoln March, there was like this one part at the very end of that story where uh, basically Bruce did a lobotomy on two-face oh yeah yeah. cured him and we were making fun of it because it was like the most like comic booky shit you could ever do because like batman was like i'm sterilizing the area and he threw a grenade down and like there was all this smoke and stuff and he did surgery and then at the very end of that book you see two-face in arkham or no he was in blackgate Mm -hmm. and he was working with blackgate doing all of their legal stuff yeah and matches Malone went to go visit him, and like he said something, and Two Face was like, "What?" And then the next panel you see is a is a one page spread of Batman running with Matches Malone's mask in his hand. 
Mm-hmm. So I call bullshit on this because that was like I I get it. You can't just erase very iconic characters. Yeah. But I feel like there was nothing in between him getting cured and then becoming Two-Face again. Like, there was no character development there. Yeah. And I feel like you needed Wait, his some... face wasn't cured, though, was it? No, it wasn't. Like, okay. he, he was still Two-Face. Yeah. But he was Harvey Dent. Like, mm-hmm. the persona of Harvey Dent had completely taken over. Yeah. And he was, quote-unquote, cured from the Two-Face persona. Yeah. But there was no character development at all. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I kind of didn't like, they kind of walked around it in dialogue here, but it's assumed Harvey knows that Bruce is Batman. Yeah, that pissed me off. I didn't like that either. Um, and I feel Bruce like some... was just talking about it like, oh, hey, yeah. we know each other. We're cool. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that bothered me. I feel like it's kind of contradictory or hypocritical maybe because... I was like, ah, I understand that Riddler knows, you know, and Two-Face, I would say Two-Face is a top five guy, you know, but the thing is, is I don't mind villains knowing Batman's identity, but you have to explain it to me on how they know, you know, like Tom King in One Bad Day told us like what Riddler would do, you know, and how he found out. Uh, we know that how Catwoman do it, she would just break into his his house. So like, I just, you got to tell me how he knows. Like, does he just, oh, we've been friends for so long. You don't think I would know you, blah, blah, blah. You know, some shit like that. But for the most part, yeah, I thought that was just like very nonchalant that he just knew he was Batman. And, and I don't know if it, I don't know what it is with Detective lately, but what's up with the supernatural bullshit that we're dealing with all the time? You said this on your stream and I totally agree with you. Like, I am okay with the supernatural aspect being a part of Batman's universe. Yeah. Say right. That is okay. Yeah. I love Clayface. But but going from supernatural alien esque like creature to another zombie supernatural esque creature. Like I feel like it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. You need to spread it apart. And I know people will say, oh, but we had the Tower of Orkham to separate yeah. the two. Like, that was hardly anything. Mm-hmm. And that was really forced upon uh, to, uh, oh, shit, who's the writer? Tamaki? Uh, uh, yeah, Tamaki, because there was no idea what they were going to do with the Batman book. Yeah. So I would really like more of this, like, supernatural stuff to be in the main Batman title. Yeah. And the problem with this is the same kind of conversation we've had with the grounded versus realistic versus like the ruining of Batman on screen. Yeah. Is, oh, Batman needs to be the hardcore badass Batman, not dealing with supernatural as things in his own book. But that's part of Batman, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And you even said it. I think detective needs to be actual mysteries mm-hmm. it needs to be like i you, this is crazy but i would s- like to see actual crime authors or mystery authors writing batman books yeah yeah i want to see the the 50 shades of gray author write a batman book <laughs> <laughs> no you don't you don't want that you don't want that because 
she uh, is the co-writer on Venom. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know, do you know who the other the writer movie? is? Yeah. Do you know who oh, the other wow. writer is? No. Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh, God. She really co-wrote Venom? Yeah. Actually, though, I heard her second book is really good, though. Like, that's not Fifty Shades of Grey. It has, really? like, something to do with aliens or some bullshit. Like, somebody said it's actually good. So I was just like, huh, interesting. But have you ever looked into her story on how she was made? Like, no. there's this weird timeline of she came from she i think she used to write fan fiction of uh what's the the thing robert pattinson was part of twilight yeah she used to write fan fiction for oh twilight. that's right yeah, yeah it's like this weird that, yeah. chain of events that made her become the 50 shades great writer it's crazy if you ever going to look it up ladies and gentlemen look it up it's a crazy story there's this chick on tiktok that ran through the whole timeline um it's nuts but anyways but but no crime did, authors how- would be interesting how did you feel about the music meister being in here for the whole uh, music box thing? I think it was a cool little shout, but I'm not going to lie. I don't have that much knowledge on music meister. So he's not a character that's really been out there in a, yeah. in a long time. And they kind of like he put it on the nose. Costume, doesn't he? Uh, I can't remember the costume off the top of my head, but like they even called it out here like, oh, I've been in this prison for so long and like my hearing is going out, but maybe I can listen to one last song. Yeah, Music Meister has a very campy kind of costume. I uh, usually when you do stuff like this, you have to give me the costume, you know, because I'm not going to really realize like he has a very campy costume. He's like a Riddler Joker mix um when you look at his costume yeah but anyways uh yeah yeah i know i thought it was cool i like when they kind of do this kind of stuff you know i i'm always for bringing in older characters to kind of just like even just further a story you know because i think that's how you slowly bring characters back in to a universe and then do a story with them like you know and then yeah. just slowly do it. like oh he's music meister and be like oh we got this music meister one shot or whatever that's what i really think and that's what we've we've mentioned it many times before but like the urban legends and stuff like that need to be one shots of like lesser known heroes and shit because yeah. that Mothman book fucking phenomenal. You know what I mean? One yeah, shot. I read it the other of... day. Oh really? I, nice. When when I found out that uh, Batgirl was gonna have Mothman, mm. I was like, I need to read that fucking book again. Yeah, like one shots really need to. It, it's crazy that a lot of one shots are some of the best stories out there. You know what I mean? Um, we're never gonna stop talking about that Joker book, like. It blows my mind he hasn't got another shot to write another story. Like, it's, it's so <laughs> The good. dog's got a good yeah, it, it was, <laughs> so like, top-tier Joker, dude. It was fucking fantastic. And he had he had Condiment King in there. Like, he yeah. had good shouts. It was fucking great. So, yeah, that was cool. But overall, man, I, I said this the first time we, we read um, Ram B's book. It's gonna be a slow burn, but but I will say, I don't think Ram V has Batman's voice down. I was literally going to say that it was going to be a slow burn. And people have kind of put this in the same vein of his Swamp Thing book, what I've, which I've heard is great, but it was also a slow burn. And people have also said that it's almost like Chip's Daredevil with mm-hmm. a slow burn as well. Here's the thing, though. This whole thing with Barbados, I don't get it. 
And I know it's something that will probably be with the slow burn and like with the big reveal. I'm not feeling it though. Yeah. Because you have too many supernatural elements swarming the book. You have this like new league of something that we're just now learning about. Yeah. That is on the hunt to like basically rule Gotham. Talia's involved somehow. Talia's involved somehow. Two faces. They're wanting to they're they're wanting all of these supervillains to work for them. Yeah. It's just it's very odd. And you always wonder why Gotham? And they mm-hmm. haven't really pointed it out to us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gotham is like, it's, dude, Gotham must have an unprecedented amount of Mexicans because that <laughs> freaking city has been built so fast so many times. Like, you know, they must be living high there, man, because we know how Mexicans work. They don't stop. They just build shit. Like, that's got to be a majority of Gotham. Just saying. Um but we could say that because we're Mexican, okay, people? Uh, just in case everybody's like, that's racist. <laughs> Stereotypical. That's us. Um, anyways, freaking uh, pretty crazy stuff. But yeah, dude, I don't, I'm not feeling it, though. Like, I was reading the dialogue because we've been having this discussion. If you're not in the Discord, by, by the way, we constantly have this discussion, like, every week about the Batman titles because we're like, it doesn't sound like Batman. Like, um we just do not like chips run at the moment. I don't think anybody has said they like chips Batman at the moment. And we're only two issues in, but I don't think currently no, which is wild. Like everybody has had the same gripes and I've seen kind of the same like sentiment on Twitter, Mm -hmm. but there is a huge group on Twitter that is just eating it up. I bet. And I, and I said this, I was like, there's going to be people that love this because there are people that don't read Batman they they like the way it looks which it no, sounds no, like stupid, these but it's true no, no no these people though unfortunately are the people that are like hey batman wins every time no matter who writes him oh, like yeah. batman is the greatest no matter what mm-hmm. and like i know a guy that's always like you guys are whining about all these batman books but you're still buying them and he's the best and all of this other no, stuff no. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like no, the thing is, you like Batman, so you think everybody else likes Batman. Yeah, yeah. That's the big issue here. You need to be more open to people who don't like the things that you like, so that way you can hear criticisms of these works. That's what we do. We're reviewers. Yeah. And with Chip's work, and this kind of goes into the next segment, because honestly, guys, that was the end of Detective. Yeah, There's there wasn't nothing much. here. There wasn't um, much at all. The story of Chip, you, you read this article, so tell me a little bit more about this article. So this article is talking about 127. I've read 127. Clay, I don't know if you've read 127. We're not going to spoil it, but this book does slightly talk about it, and it covers stuff in 126. So we're not I think anything. I did read 127. Okay. So, yes, because you loved what happens later in the book. Oh, at the end. That's right. Yes. Uh, he, Clay loved a couple pages in the book. Other than that, I don't think he did. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so Chip... Uh, had an interview on comicbook.com talking about Batman 127. Now, there is the big reveal at the end of 126 was the Zurin Ra character has come back. We called bullshit, and even people in our Discord were like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like, that's fucking garbage. Other people were focusing on the one line in there that said, uh, Selena Kyle or Catwoman is a distraction. Everybody's like, oh my God, fuck you, Jazar Zadarsky. <laughs> like, that was the biggest thing. But, like, 
And, uh, you know, we know uh, fucking Drew hates the dialogue right now. Drew is yeah. like, what the fuck is this? This is garbage. We're all on the same page now. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird. Like, usually we have something that divides us in the Discord uh, on various topics. But this is like the one thing right now where we're all kind of agreeing this book sucks. So beautifully drawn, but the story is just terrible. So the biggest thing is, I believe Raphael showed this uh, article or like sent. No, no, no. Actually, I posted this article, but I think Raphael was kind of just talking about certain things. Um, in this article, the perspective. I think we need to go back to 126 to make to make sense of this, right? A lot of people have been having issues with the way Batman talks. He's been calling the family his soldiers. He was like, my soldiers. And like, I've been soft. I've been made soft because I care about people. Like, we know Batman's going to this, this whole mentality of like, I need to be a loner again, right? Like, and it's yeah. just like really shitty. But for anybody that's ever read Zer and Ra before, who has ever read the Grant Morrison shit, you know that that personality is something that is deep within Batman's subconscious to protect him if he ever loses his mind or if he ever needs a way to protect himself, like when he doesn't remember that he's Batman. That's how Zurin Ra comes out. He's a backup Batman. Like, it's fucking Inception type shit. So that's when he comes out. Now, freaking Chip Zdarsky has said this. Uh, let's see. He was like, uh, blah, 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 new level. Uh, I mean, I like more things. It made sense to me in the story that, I, okay, so I should go to the question. The question is, uh, let's see, Batman Obsessive, I've been loving your work for the titles thus far, especially the surprise with Batman Zurin Ra. This is the person interviewing um, uh, Chip. So he's like, I love Zurin Ra at the end. I felt something that was brought, uh, it was brought, everything is, it, uh, it's a wild new level and we got more in 127. Why bring Batman Zurin Ra into this? Chip is like, I mean, the, like most things, it just made sense because of the story I was telling. I don't want to give too much away, but Bruce having an unsettling feeling, being a bit off, and the introduction of Felsafe, it all led me to Zer. How do you feel about that? So the whole like, oh, I'm getting old, all this kind of stuff is what's bringing Zer out. That's one part of it. And then it I... says, I'm a huge fan of Morrison's run, which obviously we know that. And Clearly. getting to play with these elements has been incredibly fun. So here's the thing. I understand the idea Batman is breaking down. Mm -hmm. So a quote-unquote superior intellect is wanting to take over. So that way he could protect his city. Yeah. The problem with that is, and I said this before, from where we left off in Tamaki's run and in Williamson's run, there was no indication, absolutely zero indication, that Batman was wearing down. Yeah. Yeah. I and agree. then all of a sudden, it's as if he had always been wearing down via Chip's run and now Detective Comics with Ram B. Yeah. There's no in between. There is no bridge. And I need that story to be convinced, oh, shit. Zurin Ra is going to help protect the city. Yeah. Otherwise, now I'm like, why the fuck is this happening? Yeah. My thing is, is again, Zurin Ra usually shows up when Batman loses his subconscious, which you can argue that. You can argue that 
by saying, oh, he does get concussed, right? And I was yes. like, okay, that makes sense. He's concussed. He's not in his right mind. You can build that. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know if there was that was like the main thing, but he does say at one point it's from Zuran Ra's perspective. And, okay, so right here. Um, there's especially a moving part of the issue where we see Bruce really confront the idea that he has family rather than just sidekicks. Now, this is talking about 127. This is in an article. So this is out there, but there is a moment in 127 where Batman confronts Zurin Ra on like, this is my family. They're not soldiers. Yes. So, and we will talk more about that next month. Yes. Uh, but this was one of the big things that everybody absolutely hated in that first issue. Yes. Soldiers, soldiers, soldiers. This is my war. This is my army. Blah, 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 blah. We had all we've been getting that forever, and that's the one thing that we don't want. Yeah. This, of course, is not. Oh, I need to listen to the fans now because there was a bad reaction. This book was already written. Yeah. Months ago. Mm -hmm. It's just so happened that we had this reaction, and it's probably the reaction that he wanted. So he's using this to be like, "All right, now you're on my side again." Yeah. But for how long? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, because he goes on to say, "Yeah." It's kind of a reset that Batman has to do every once in a while, though this time it's through the Zer and Ra lens uh, lurking in the back of his brain, who is all about war and soldiers. Batman has a lot of sidekicks and satellite vigilantes in his life, so it's hard to keep viewing that life as one uh, a one-man war on crime. His sense of responsibility and caring to those who have followed him down this path is growing, and there is a lot of questions for him as a result of that. But we just had 92 issues with Tom King of Batman exploring this. And fucking Chip Zdarsky is just like, oh, yeah, Batman. Oh, there's all these people in his life. And we got to, you know, we got to go ahead. But that I can't really chop it up to that, though, because you look at Matt Reeves and Christopher Nolan. Mm -hmm. oh he did realistic batman so i want to do realistic Batman. yeah everybody wants to tell their story of batman yeah so i can't really knock him for it mm -hmm. but i can criticize hey this is a continuing universe it's not yeah. hey this is a batman universe and now we're listening to or we're reading chips universe no that's not how batman works it is yeah. an ongoing universe that character development goes from issue one all the way to issue whatever we have. Yeah. And I'm not seeing that right now. No, I don't see it at all either. And my thing is, is I said, I don't think Chip has original ideas. I feel like, and you're going to see this. He doesn't talk about it in this book. Well, he actually does kind of talk about it, but we're not going to mention it. But yeah. this book opens up with another classic moment from DC Comics. And at the moment, Chip is just giving you moments He's not giving you a story. And guess whose run was exactly like that in the very beginning? Tynan. Yeah. Tynan had his gimmick, his thing, which was the uh, the gadgets, every issue. You know, and we got tired of it real quick because yeah. he was he was purposely pointing it out in every issue. Yeah. And here... He's making these issues book. He's making these moments bookends. He's keeping yeah. one in the very beginning and then he's putting it at the very end. 
And yes, that's classic for books. You need somebody to get somebody drawn in, and then you need somebody wanting more at the end. But I need something in between. Yeah. To also keep me going. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, like, I don't like Snyder's writing anymore, but Snyder's Batman run before he went to, you know, Gordon being Batman, that run, the pages in between were fantastic. You know what I mean? Like, he had amazing moments. He has that one issue where Batman fights the Justice League. Almost every page in that book is a banger. Like, it is fantastic. You know what I mean? I'm not getting that with these two issues. Well, I We've read three issues of Chip now. But, like, he is just doing moments. And he's not even making his own moments. You know what I mean? Like, I can even say, well, did Tynan have a good Batman moment at all? I'm trying to think. Because Snyder had great Batman moments. King had great Batman moments. I don't... I, I think Williams run, Williamson's run is too short to have a good Batman moment. But, like, I'm trying to think of something cool Batman did in Tynan's run that I was just like, oh, that was fucking dope. I have more memories of Harley than I I was do. just about to say, there yeah. was good Harley moments. Yeah. So, because Batman was always, like, the fifth wheel in his book. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't, I couldn't pull one off the top of my head, but it seems like Zadarsky. Oh is... God. I just remembered that one fucking scene at the very end where uh, him and Ghostmaker were like, Hey, my Butler's dead. Let's go oh, grab some yeah. dinner. <laughs> and then if you want to believe, if you want to, you know, night came out last week and ghost uh, Ghostmaker was in that. I don't know if you paid attention yeah. to that. Um, I don't know if Zadarsky is trying to play with that whole thing of we had a discussion during in the discord about like, are they possibly trying to make, you know, Bruce Wayne like bisexual too with having these possible love interests in his early years or whatever. I think that would be such a bad move. We don't need to get into that discussion, but like, I don't think that would be a good thing to do. And I don't know why they're possibly trying to play with that and why Zadarsky is doing that anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know what this fascination is with Ghostmaker in DC right now. Like, dude, is he selling well? Do people like him? Like, or is he just like for kids? I don't get why people, you know. I, I don't get it either. And I don't like, I still don't like that they're trying to make him part of Bruce's, like, legacy. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, he's one of old Bruce's oldest friends. You can't do that because Hush is there. Hush was his childhood friend. You yeah. cannot say that he's fucking Sasuke. As much as Tynan tried to do that, you can't say he's his Sasuke to Batman's Naruto. You can't yeah. do it. Um, so I don't know why they're trying to make that character work. But yeah, with we'll be talking more about Chips 127. We'll dissect that a whole fucking book when it comes out. Um, but I'm just not a big fan of it. He's also, he, I think he talked about a little bit about Catwoman in there. His, when we talk about the next book, Catwoman's confusing now too, um, with the way he's writing her and the way Ty, uh, Teeny Howard's writing her. Um, because there's going to be, has the new back, we already talked about Catwoman, right? The way it ended. 147 is uh, coming out next. I'm pretty sure we already talked about 146, right? We've talked about 46. Did we not talk about 147? No, 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 46, 46. No, 47 is the next book. That hasn't come out yet. Okay, okay, Catwoman. okay. 46 but is we, out, right? Yeah. Cause uh, we, yes, because we praised it because the writing was really good. Yes. So that ended with that weird Catwoman outfit, right? 
where we yeah. assume it's going to be what's her face that outfit without giving away any spoilers that outfit's in the back pages of the book but i don't know if it's it's weird uh, it's confusing i'd have to go back and read it but that book is confusing so um i don't know how that's tying in together but we'll we'll see what happens but at the moment man i zadarsky does not give me any hope um and i think he's you know what Zadarsky is doing that we've said on this podcast is always bullshit. He is saying stuff after the fact and he's not showcasing it in his book. He's pulling the end game stuff. We're like, oh yeah, no, that, that happens. Like, oh yeah, we actually did this. And like, you can't, if it doesn't happen in your book, it doesn't count. So yeah. he could say that's the way he wrote the book and that makes sense, but you're not showcasing it in the book. And the Zurin Ra thing, when I'm reading other books, just it doesn't make sense. That thing comes out when Batman is unconscious or doesn't have his mind. Batman has his mind this whole time, and he's over here calling fucking the kids soldiers and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens in the future. Not feeling it, um, but it is what it is. But now, let's move on to viewer questions, and then we'll go into our final topics. Because uh, we've got a lot of those. So, let me actually look at YouTube. All righty then. Why am I getting text messages? Um, yeah, I, I haven't checked if anything. We've been getting more views now that we've changed the stuff, though. So I appreciate anybody that's watching it on YouTube. You guys are dope. All right. So Raphael says, I don't know if you remember the post, but uh, I put on Discord last week, which talked about Tynan and Batcat. Leaving that aside, what did you think of the post? Because I found it interesting how it described that Batman is getting stuck in terms of development but I disagree with the observation he makes towards King's run because it seems exaggerated to me, especially since he doesn't put the same emphasis on both Tynan's run and in Williamson's run. Wait, 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 what was the, okay. It was the one that y'all were talking about. Oh, the Tynan, like saying he got cut away from it. Yeah. Um, What did you think about the post overall? I mean, I really hyper-focused on that, I feel like. Well, we we discussed it in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, just the fact that, like, we kind of call bullshit on it. There's multiple ways for a quote-unquote good writer mm-hmm. to still keep the previous writer's story and make yeah. it your own and, and build off of it. Yeah. Because that's what these people are supposed to be doing. They're not supposed to saying, hey, we're going to do a hard reset. This is my Batman. Okay, you can have your Batman or whatever. That's not like just like as I said before, that's not how this universe works. Yeah. So I'm going to pose a question here because I'm not going to lie in my own. If I had it my way, like if if I was a famous fancy writer and DC was like, we want you to write for us. And I got to call all the shots. I would probably tell DC and be like, "Okay, let me write the first 25 to 50 issues but and you continue you can either have the current writer keep writing or what i would really want and i don't know if dc would ever do this but it would be kind of cool i would be like you know what the next few months of batman it's all one shots just get a bunch of famous writers to tell like old batman stories that way there is nothing leading up to my run but one shots of old batman stories you know That's what I would do to have a nice fresh break from the previous writer, you know, because if you go from like we've had the last few years 
of Snyder to to King, King to freaking Williamson or Tynan to Tynan to Williamson, how many issues do you think you go before you can wipe out the previous writer? Because like, what happens if you have a writer that sucks, like genuinely? Like, you know, how would usually, you follow Tynan's run? Usually when a Batman writer sucks to the point of sales are dramatically dropping, mm-hmm. they're kicked off early. Yeah. Like, and you either give them the chance to end their arc or you're just like, nah, like you're out. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Because that that would be the one thing I feel like I would have problems with too because I have my own vision of a story already that I would love to write for Batman over a long period of time. But thinking about having to incorporate the previous like regimes stories, because what if they did something that wouldn't fit into mine? You know, like what if they killed some characters? I'm just like, oh, fuck. You know, then you would have to work around it or yeah. bring them back somehow. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like. Yeah, I would I would want a bunch of months of one shots prior to my stuff, and then that way I could write a couple one shots to fix anything they fucked up, you know, yeah. um, and go from there. But so I can understand that you know Chip or anybody really wants to try to write their own story, but yeah, I don't know, man. I I I, I do kind of call bullshit on Tynan because even if they said like we don't want Batcat to be a thing. You could have still wrote it in a way that like they wouldn't be together, but it's like it wasn't as bad as it is, you know. But now now what are they doing? Like they took that whole year off and nobody hooked up with anybody else. So like DC was like, break them up, but they can't date anybody else. Like, you know, it's so fucking weird. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's such a dumb thing. So, yeah, Um, that's our thoughts. So <laughs> the next comment, uh, Fide Arias. Hey guys, great episode as always. I'm not the Batman. I'm not the fan, uh, Batman fanboy, but have you read what was supposedly to happen in Affleck's Batman? I read that Deathstroke yes. was going to kill Gordon and Alfred to get to Batman, becoming the first ever movie in which he doesn't have supporting cast bat family considering your opinions on batman this goes completely against it loner batman's wet dream thank fucking god that the movie will never see the light of day uh deviating a little bit from batman i've recently been reading fables uh and the boys what is your opinions on those runs oh and clay you never unblocked me from twitter (laughs) (laughs) what's up clay I said, LMAO, what's your Twitter handle? I'm looking at my block accounts right now, and I don't see your name, Fide mm. Arias. So I don't know who he is. Like, okay. like, so respond to me on YouTube, and we can get that change, bud. Yeah. but Yeah, because uh, there are people that I'm pretty sure Clay needs to keep blocked that are pretty bad. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so I don't remember hearing about the Gordon and Alfred thing, part of I, Ben Affleck's I do rem- I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. I would think that would be stupid. So I wouldn't like that. But the whole raid situation of him going into Arkham, I thought was pretty cool. But again, if this was going to be Zack Snyder's version of Batman, I can see him going that far and killing people and doing all that shit. So True, but I think that you could have easily done a rewrite or two. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't think Jeff Johns would have allowed that, though. 
I don't think so either. Yeah. That's why I mean, like, you could have them kidnapped. You can have them, br- like, brutally beat up, mm-hmm. but not murdered, right? Yeah. And I completely agree with you. Having the idea of Ben Affleck being in the Batman suit or, you know, his stunt double, whatever, being in mm-hmm. the Batman suit for, like, 90% of the film would have been badass. Yeah, yeah. Uh there's you know what he says it might never see the light of day maybe not that exact movie but with what's going on now you never know we will get to that we'll we will definitely it, get but, to that uh as for fables i've never read it um i I'm, i think i'm getting fables confused with saga i've only read the first like chapter saga or something like that um the fables, boys I've, oh, I've only read a little bit as well so same thing I just finished the first 20 issues of The Boys. I'm really liking it. I recently, within the last like three months, purchased the Humble Bundle mm-hmm. uh, for the entire run of The Boys. So I will be finishing that soon. Um, I'm liking it. Uh, very, very crazy. Um, not exactly like the show, which, by the way, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was confirmed today for yeah. season five uh, or season four. Sorry uh and fables fables is a book that i've always wanted to get into but i never had the chance to it was i believe a vertigo run and then they recently started dropping it again on the black label um side of dc right now Uh, i've been wanting to read some of those uh horror books and shit that black label's been dropping uh because we get them in our stuff i just never have time to read them you know uh uh bucket full of heads is a pretty is a pretty cool one I really yeah. like that one. I feel like I'm just going to end up, if I ever take a chance on those, it's going to be like at a comic book shop one day and I just buy the book, the volume, yeah. you know, yeah. um, because it's just like too much. Uh, the one thing I will say is I haven't read a lot of the boys, but dude, I have bought in so many like digital comic things over the years. I have no fucking idea where they're at. Remember when we bought <laughs> that thumb drive that has like a billion comics on it? I don't oh, know where for, that's at. For Valiant? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where that's at. I don't i think i saw the box for mine the other day but i don't know if the thumb drive's in there i i opened it i never downloaded all the books from the thumb drive so i have no idea where that's at even if i have it anymore and i paid for it and it was like is that company still exist uh valiant yeah yeah but the only the only problem with valiant is they have a lot of characters that really do seem like they could break the veil of like hey this could be a popular character mm-hmm. but is because... that the bloodshot and all them yeah oh, okay so, cool yeah but the thing is because they are like they're a well-known company but their mm-hmm. fandom is still very small compared to that of a marvel and dc and even image and boom studios mm-hmm. uh they feel like oh the only way to keep making sales is if we reboot like every six months mm-hmm. and so like they they have well it's kind of like the model of what we want of like trades and stuff. Yeah. They do like only limited series. They don't do full runs of books. They do like only six issue miniseries yeah. for each of their things. I wonder if they're, if they should, I think smaller companies like that should try to adopt the manga model. I think it could work, you know? And like, if they're like, Hey, we're not well known. We reboot all the time, but now we're going to do volume one, volume two, and we're just going to be like manga. I think they should try that. Um, Because why not? What else do you have to lose? You know what I mean? And then slowly just try to get into that market. And that'd be interesting. 
But uh, yeah, pretty pretty crazy stuff. I have the boys somewhere, and I don't know where it's at, but I have it. So um, yeah. Now the other comments, uh, Metallica four one hundred four says, "I'm a five star man." Dennis Reynolds, don't know what that means. Um, yeah. And then Young commented saying, "I think you guys are wrong about the Avatar thing. I think people would rather see Avatar two over Shazam two. Doesn't matter anymore." <laughs> It really doesn't matter, but the thing is, I think that people will go see Avatar 2 basically only to see, okay, is it going to be bad because it's been 12 years? I, I There's just no interest in it. I only saw the first Avatar because everybody was saying it was like the greatest movie ever. And I was like, you know what? And at the time, dude, when I was doing this, so check this out, when Avatar came out, my New Year's resolution for that year was to watch 365 movies. And it was during that time. And every time God, I watched damn. a movie, I wrote a review about it on a subreddit. Not like not on a subreddit, but it was like on a forum that I was on. It was the spawn boards. For anybody that was on the spawn boards, McFarland spawn boards back in the day, <laughs> that's what it was. And I was I dude, I got up to like 188 or some bullshit like that. But that's Avatar awesome. was one of them, and everybody was talking about it. And uh, it was pretty crazy. I would have a lot of people talk in those in those forums. And then I got banned because my brother got banned. And they were like, oh, you're a family? Banned. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that was garbage. And then it was crazy because somebody Ooh. else, yeah, somebody else made a fake spawn board. And every, all the banned people went there. And we were just there for a <laughs> while. We were like the island of misfit toys. It was fucking way better. Oh, no, you're true social. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. We were true social before true social um but it was fucking funny man it was it's just the, the mods on on that thing the the reason why was it was also during this time was the big heated rivalry between the spurs and the lakers uh. so the mod was a huge he sucked kobe's dick so hard and like that's why uh, we posted these like photos of kobe we're like yeah kobe looking real good out there and it was like when he did that weird fashion photo shoot oh. and uh he got <laughs> so upset he got so upset that he banned me. I was like, what the fuck? Um, or I was commenting on that, and he got he got fucking mad, and he banned me. I was like, you gotta be R.I.P. Kobe. By the way, yeah. his wife uh, won the settlement for all that yeah. shit. Yeah, crazy. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff. But uh, let's go to Discord questions. The questions, yeah. they are far in between here. But Young asks... What do you think is the one thing that could make Batman break his no kill rule? Nothing. I I like this is kind of a you know typical question. It it is. And young, I totally disagree with your statement at the very end here because I was asking, man, there's no questions today, guys. And yeah. he's like, Oh, well, mine was so good, there was no point of anybody else posting. <laughs> this like, is such a generic question. Yeah, like this is the argument that people yeah. have every single year on twitter so yeah. this is a very generic question and the idea of batman is no matter what and i will always go back to the dialogue of under the red hood mm. when jason is yelling at bruce out of everything this motherfucker has done out of everything he yeah. kills me and you did shit yeah like because that is Batman's rule. He's not going to break it. Yeah. That is why Batman is so admirable is because he's willing to do. He is something that 99.9% of, pe of people wouldn't do. I think if we all had somebody do something very 
crazy to us, if they ruined our lives, if they killed somebody we loved, and we had the option to pull the trigger and nobody was going to find out, because obviously Batman could kill somebody and nobody would find out because he's just that good. I think a lot of people would take that that chance, you know? Like, you took somebody from me, so I'm going to take your life. Like, I think a lot of humans would do that. And it yeah. takes a better person to not pull that trigger. You know what I mean? To be like, you know what? You're going to rot in a cell. Like, it, it's... And maybe some people would be able to do that. I just don't know. Like, I've never been in that situation. I never want to be in that situation. But I felt a lot of anger towards people before, too. And I'm just like, man, if I could just sock you in the face right now, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I hated people at my old job pretty bad. One person in particular could go die in a fire every time yep. I see his face. So, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've felt that anger before. But that's what makes Batman so good. And I think it's why I like Batman. Because, like, I just don't know if I could ever have that willpower the way he does. To be that, yeah. to keep persevering through all the bullshit, and he's still trying to be that moral compass. And it kind of feels like how people try to talk to people nowadays. You know, it's like, dude, I just want to do good in this world, but everybody's like, you can't fucking change people, you can't do fucking shit, you got to hate on people. Batman's like, no, it's it's like the political climate right now, right? It's like you pick a side and you fucking hate the other side no matter what. And Batman's like in the middle. He's like, dude, no, like. I want to try to protect everybody. Like it doesn't need to be one or the other. Like everybody should be protected and everybody should have like equal rights. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't, if, if Batman kills, he's no longer Batman and that's it. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Very generic question though. <laughs> Next question so. comes from Charlie. My question is since the Cape Crusader isn't on the table right now, that will come later in our mm -hmm. discussion. Is there any good Batman content to tune into that is not Batwheels? Batwheels is currently not airing. I I went to go double check, so you can't even watch that. Uh, didn't ask because I feel like I know the answer and don't want to be disappointed. But hey, I will go ahead and recommend this. Watch Batman Brave and the Bold. Mm. I did not give this show the chance when it was actually airing on live television because I was like, oh, that looks too childlike yeah, it looks, it looks kitty. Very childlike. it's it's not gonna be a show for me holy shit that show is fucking hilarious it nice. is amazing and it gives you a wide spread of dc characters yeah there's like batman. that's the one where he's uh teams up with blue beetle right yeah yeah i've never seen it uh i have not seen any other batman series besides batman the animated series because all the other ones kind of passed me by, you know? I grew up with the animated series, and it's just always the top of the top uh, for me. So I constantly go back to that. But, you know, maybe one of these days I'll just throw on those other episodes, like, while I'm working or something. But um, then again, where do I find them anymore? <laughs> you know? I know, right? Like, so, with everything literally dropping on HBO Max, and that is something we will also talk about. Yeah. Um, last question is from The Ponderer. Uh, so this comes from a question that we've kind of answered, but maybe you can find another answer. Um, he talks about how in Daredevil, um, when there was like in the, in the movie Daredevil, mm -hmm. sadistic, but kind of goofy and really weird. And then when it came to Netflix, the character was a real big badass and whatnot. So he's basically making the question, which Batman villain that is goofy, in our opinion, and everyone looks down on, would be great for a film if they transitioned him to a serious tone? Mm -hmm. 
I, Clay, I'm not going to lie to you. I ignored everything you just said because I was reading this conversation you were having with the flight cast on Twitter. Oh, uh, so, the, the, yeah. Yeah, uh, which I kind of want to talk about this now. Ray, um, Ray is a, he's a good guy and, and I love him, but he, he, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about So it. what we'll did you just say? It. I'm sorry. So it's basically. Down. Like, talk to me like I'm five. <laughs> okay. Ethan wants to know what goofy Batman villain mm-hmm. that is in comics or in movies or whatever would be a good DCEU villain when put on a serious tone. So that sounds like a lot. So like DCEU villain or well, a just Matt like, Reeves like, villain? Either or. Either or. Like take a take a silly villain. Mm-hmm. My mind immediately goes to something like the Condiment King. That's exactly could, what I was going to say. Could the Condiment King be a serious villain? It depends on how you want to portray him. Yes, I think so. My rule is again, again, it comes to creative writing. If you're creative and if you're creative enough, you can make anything work. Somebody could be like, "Hey, write a story about a rock, a potato, and a jellyfish," and you have to come up with something. Somebody would probably give you SpongeBob. You know what I mean? Look at everything. I was SpongeBob. about to say, you know? isn't that SpongeBob? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> somebody could give you that. If you're a creative writer, somebody can give you elements, and you should be able to write a story about it no matter what. That means you have to build the character. Why is there a rock? Why is there a jellyfish? Why is this? You know, you have to ask those questions. So if you're a good enough writer, you should be able to make anything work. Now, not everybody can do that. Some people can make a really good story out of stuff that's dramatic or whatever. Condiment King, it depends on how you want to portray him. Like, let's just use him as the main one because he is probably the goofiest Batman character, if not the top five of goofiest. I think the next step, would have been Mothman, but we saw a really good story with Mothman yeah. in, in those in those yeah. one shots. Condiment King could just like so. We've been making this joke of everybody's like, oh yeah, they could bring the fantastical Mister Freeze into Reeves' universe. I'm like, no, you can't. He's gonna be like the killer from Dexter in season one, who was the icebox killer. That's yeah. who he's gonna be, and he's gonna use Nitro to freeze his people. That didn't happen in 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 Dexter, but that's probably what they would do. He he would just walk around with a canister and freeze people, which happened in Gotham, by the way. So you would be taking that from Gotham. So I I think that's what you have to do. So with Condiment King, you could start him being like a murderer that kills people like at restaurants or fast food places, and he steals all the condiments. Or, like, he he leaves them on the people or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it could be something ridiculous like that. And it could be this, the backstory of Condiment King could be that he worked at, like, a Heinz ketchup warehouse, right? And he got killed. And so every time – or, like, he got fired for whatever reasons and he hates his bosses or whatever. That's what I was thinking. You know what Dude, I, mean? I literally saw a TikTok last night about mm-hmm. Undercover Boss with a fast food joint, and I immediately thought of Condiment King. Really? <laughs> yeah so like you could do something like that it's just all about doing now could it work are people gonna like it that's the that's the question you know that's when it comes down to the actor the acting yeah the writing and the tone of the film yeah and i think that although condiment king is probably a long stretch to finally see on screen as something that isn't goofy because i feel like he would definitely be the comedic relief I think another one would have to be Kite Man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Tom King kind of did it, but 
in the sense of what he is now being reverted to in Harley Quinn, you could take that serious tone again and people would be like, oh, man, because he's been such a staple on Harley Quinn. So yeah. I think that you could definitely be like, oh, they changed the game with that guy. And I think it could work. Yeah, I, I agree. But uh, yeah, it just all goes down to writing. I don't know what happened, but my Twitter refreshed and I lost your comments. So, so now it's just animated titties all in my face. <laughs> so so uh, the conversation uh, started with this user talking about uh, Matt Reeves and uh, uh, Matt Matson Tomlin, the two writers of the first Batman film. Um, and it says here, Matt Reeves has used the word grounded approximately 270 times. Matson Tomlin clearly values similar things in regarding to realism based on how he's written Batman before. Fantastical crowd is not going to be very happy about the sequel. We yeah. both agree with this. Yeah, we very much agree with this. My friend Ray, who is the flight cast, he is a great guy. He has his own solo show. Uh, I highly recommend you guys listen to him. Um, he has like these big rants. He's a big football uh, sports guy as well. Mm. Uh, so go listen to him if you have the chance. Um, he says people don't want to hear this, but grounded Batman sells. We've known that since 2008, and it's objectively hasn't failed since. That being said, I'd love to know how grounded is detective vision contact lenses that can record video and audio while IDing people. That's kind of like, but that's still believable because it's technology. And that's what I said. I said the contact lenses are a stretch of the grounded element. The use of grounded Batman will keep us from seeing the fantastical side of the character. And that's just a shame. Yeah. And I could have elaborated on that because you can, because of the separation of the Matt Reeves verse and the DCEU, mm -hmm. you could very easily have a fantastical Batman in the DCEU while there's the grounded Batman of Matt Reeves universe. I could have elaborated on that, yeah. but I think the continuation of grounded Batman is going to keep more and more people saying, oh, I can do that too. Oh, I can do that too. Oh, I can yeah. do that too. Instead of people thinking outside the box of, hey, I want to see Batman punch a giant lizard man in the face. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, he comments to you saying there's nothing grounded about contact lenses that can record video and audio with enough clarity that can be used to reprint complex ciphers and clues, as well as identifying people with a wireless connection to a private database. You're giving up the ghost too easily here. Uh, this is one of those, I mean, again, you're saying this person is a very nice person, but this kind of perspective is one of those perspectives that a lot of people, I, they're, they're just saying that kind of shit to counter not having to have Batman in a fantastical world like the DCEU, right? Like, that's all they're doing is they're like, oh, that's not believable. So that already means that we're in a world that's not grounded. And I'm like, no, dude, like, look at there was nothing in that movie that I would be like, oh shit, that could never happen in the world. Like that is never going to happen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're, we have we never... had Google glasses. Yeah. Google glasses. Yeah. That's a, that used to be a thing. I don't know if it's still a thing. No, but, it's not. Like... But they're trying to make better glasses and stuff like that. So it's, we've seen like stuff like that has worked. We have like, you can insert little chips and stuff in your body to find people GPS wise. Like there is technology out there that has been created that we don't know about. 
Like there are governments out there working on shit that we don't know about. The telescope things, like the cameras that satellites have had like 40 years ago have taken so many clear photos. It's insane. And they're like, oh yeah, this is a 40 year old camera. You're like, the fuck? Like that's better than my iPhone. And it's just (laughs) like, because a lot of these technologies don't need to be put out into the world. You know what I mean? You don't want people walking around with contact lens cameras that can identify people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we have enough creeps as there is. So, like, the thing is, is I think people are using that as a stretch. It's because they're like, oh, yeah, it's not grounded, man, because of that. And it's, I will tell you that tonal-wise, it worked. Because it's like, okay, he's got little gadgets. There's stuff that can work. But you can't have Superman fly into that universe and be like, bam, I'm here to save the world and everything. It's just like, the fuck? Like, And he, he also says, not messaging from me but continuing off his first message mm-hmm. says yeah i get it you want to see fantastical you're looking for ivy's plant armies freeze guns and Clayface. i'd like to see that too but we've already got one badass movie in this grounded world so let's allow the storytellers to keep going it's all i fucking hate people that say it's all subjective sorry bro go fuck yourself i'm sorry <laughs> i hate that term bro it's all subjective it's a way to say your point and not have a discussion. That's what it is. I, yeah. I hate people that do it. So it's, it's a way it, to try to it's win like, without hey, having to it, discuss it. It's, hey, let me have my opinion. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry, you're on Twitter. Like It's a public forum. and You, you have to kind of deal with it. You can mute everybody if you want to. You can, uh, Or you can go down a Deadpool guy's route and just block everybody that you don't agree with. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I call bullshit on it. I, I, I shouldn't have seen that part. I hate the all subjective <laughs> hashtag. Um, but yeah, I, I we don't agree. We've talked about this a million times. Like, yeah. I think it's just a cop out. And I I would love to see the sales on that book that is super grounded because that book was garbage. It was pretty bad. Yeah. So somebody get me the sales. Anybody that's out there listening to this podcast, get us the sales to the Batman, whatever the book was called. What was it called? Batman, um, oh, like imposter? The imposter. Yeah. yeah. If anybody can get Batman us the imposter, numbers, not the impostor. Yeah. It's Batman imposter. If yeah. anybody can find those numbers and send them to the Discord, I would appreciate that because I guarantee that book probably didn't have amazing numbers. If it did, I'm shocked. I'll eat my words, but I that book was garbage in my opinion. And I'm talking about like all three runs. I want I want the number for all three books, not just the first one, because everybody buys the first one no matter what um but i'm talking about like two and three as well because those are cheap books but anyways all right let's dive into the main topics we've been talking about a bunch of other crap for over an hour so what are our main topics here clay so described in the discord uh in our questions charlie was talking about the cape crusader so one of the first things that we heard was the cape crusader is canceled and we were like oh shit yep brew we baker this out is... a couple weeks ago i think like what I, I I'm pretty sure I said like let's see what this means for the Cape Crusader. Like if that gets canceled, because yeah, I want to yeah, say yeah. I said Brubaker would never work on DC again. Yeah. So so this was like this was one of the big things that everybody was talking about. The Cape Crusader's gone, like fuck Zaslov, all this stuff. And then all of the scoopers had to jump in and be like, hey guys, it's not canceled, it's just not showing up on HBO Max. So yeah. currently 
the producers, executive producers, all of the creatives are pitching the Cape Crusader to other networks, whether that be yeah. Netflix, whether that be Apple Plus, whether Amazon's be- buying that shit. Amazon, anything. I think Amazon's buying it. I could see Amazon doing it. Yeah. Um, currently, I believe Amazon's animation department is working on seasons two and three of uh invincible yeah they, they also have their... the the boys show yeah the boys the i can't uh i can't like remember the title yeah of the of that show but i think they need more of a category yeah. of their animation stuff so i think that would be really really cool um I could also see Netflix attempting it, but they've also said that they want to drop their prices and and kind of cut more of the animation stuff out of their thing. Yeah, uh, out of all of Netflix. So I'm not entirely. Sure Netflix, Netflix is about to become Stranger Things, and it's gonna they're gonna make their own Squid Game universe. So it's gonna be nothing but Stranger Things and Squid Game. So yeah, you know. Hmm. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, so, but what what was your initial thoughts about this? How do you feel about this not showing up on HBO Max? Like, long as it comes out, I don't give a fuck where it's at. To be honest, true. Yeah. Um, will you pay for another subscription? You know, if it goes to something like a Paramount Plus or Apple TV, I'm pretty sure I know somebody with one of every account. So <laughs> I will ask to borrow it. You know, yeah, I'm not paying for something else. So, I mean, I I think Batman, it, honestly, the Cape Crusader it, on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Well, my niece <laughs> has that, so bada bing, bada boom. Um, and I go, to, I I house sit my brother's house enough to I'll be able to watch it. So I I think it comes down to Netflix and Amazon. So to be honest, I think they're going to be the highest bidders there. It would be I it would be shocking if D- Disney got it. Can you imagine that? Well, Disney just got uh, Bleach, the 100-year war thing. So, uh, Yeah, but like people have to watch like 100 years worth of content to make it understandable. So, <laughs> you know. So, like, with this, I, I doubt Disney is going to try. I yeah. highly doubt it. Um, Netflix would be a very interesting thing just because right now they are really pushing for Sandman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandman is actually waiting an entire month to wait for an announcement for season two because they want to see how well it does. Currently, Sandman is sitting at 77 million uh, hours watched in Damn. just a week or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going on its third week now, which is absolutely insane. It's the number one show in like 87 countries. Yeah. Uh, but I do think, I think Amazon is our best bet for this show to come out. I don't want it to be on Netflix because call me call me old fashioned. I hate the binging model nowadays. I used to love it. I hate it now. I don't want to binge anymore. I want to week to week. Binging is 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 turning out to be kind of hard. Yeah. Um, I'm all caught up on Harley Quinn except for today's episode. I'm not. But like that is <laughs> that is a special circumstance for us. We're gonna yeah. watch all of it at the very end and then we're talking about it. Yeah. Um. But I like knowing, okay, I don't have to watch all of this in order to be a part of the conversation. I can just watch one 20-minute to 45-minute episode yeah. and then talk about it with everybody else. Yeah. That's more reasonable than being like, hey, you have to watch six hours worth of something within the first three hours of the day. 
and then or or else you're spoiled. Yeah. Like I I really hate that. And I think with the tone that Matt Reeves, JJ Abrams, and Bruce Tim are wanting the Cape Crusader to be, I think Amazon is the best put best yeah. place for it to be. I um I just the reason why I like the the week to week model is I think it's the only way to counteract against spoilers because the binging model allows somebody who has no life, sorry, if you have eight hours in a day, unless it's your day off, but like for the most part, it's a lot of people that aren't doing anything can just watch it. Like I'm talking about the people that like stay up till two in the in the morning and then binge all of it like the first day. And then they're talking about it on Twitter the next morning. They're like, oh, fuck, that ending where that guy died. And oh, I can't fucking believe it. And you're just like, wow, really? And it sucks because, like, a lot of people will be like, just don't get on the internet. Like, it's the only thing you can't do. But, like, with something like Twitter, you don't even have to follow somebody. Yeah. And it will still show up for you because of algorithms and bullshit. And you're just like, what the fuck? So, um, yeah, I, I like the binging model because it's so much easier for me to, like, Avoid a finale is really good. You know what I mean? Like finales usually have the big things that happen, but like episode to episode, I can like get on the internet and like, you know, easily skim through shit. But when there's like fucking six episodes of information on the internet, you're just like, whoa, dude. Cause then CBR's out there fucking dropping an, an article every, you know, five minutes about the next episode. And they had to binge it. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe this person and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And they're terrible with their, their spoilers in titles, you know? So yeah. Yeah, anyway, so there's that. But yeah, as long as it comes out, don't care. Um, now, the second topic that I put on Discord. Did we answer what's-his-name's question about Cape Crusader? I would just say watch the Batman animated series. I feel like cool. we just and, and I said Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Okay. So the next topic is this whole idea of Matt Reeves becoming a cornerstone at Warner Brothers Discovery. It says here, Warner Brothers says they will empower Matt Reeves to be a cornerstone filmmaker at the studio. We're making an investment for whatever Matt feels a pull towards in the Batman universe or otherwise. He's an open invitation to go when wherever his interest, his interest takes him, says Michael DeLuca. So he is getting the Christopher Nolan deal. The deal that Chris had when he was at WB was, hey, you want it? We got it. You want to make it? Let's make it. No matter what it is, no matter how how much it costs, do whatever and we'll make it. Yeah. I I haven't seen all of Matt Reeves' films. I've seen Cloverfield. I haven't seen Planet of the Apes. We've seen The Batman. I don't know how I feel about this. I would like to see more of his non-Batman stuff to see like how I feel about him continuing his Batman universe. But I honestly don't think he's going to be making more than just three movies of Batman anyway. I think he's going to do three movies of Batman, but it's going to be just shows and shit that he's spinning out of. Because they're saying the Arkham show still in the works and blah de blah de blah um, Him being a cornerstone of WB does nothing for me. Because I didn't like the Batman. Yeah. So it, it honestly means nothing to me. Um and so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the, or I'm not excited, but it should be exciting for people that enjoy Matt Reeves that are yeah. all about this grounded universe and all this other shit. But for the most part, no, I don't, I don't care, you know? Um, but I guess that's where all the money went was to pay Matt Reeves, <laughs> you know? Basically, basically. Yeah. So uh, next topic, 
Batgirl directors denied access to any of the completed footage of Batgirl. So this actually goes into two stories that we're going to be talking about right now. The first one being uh, the whole thing with uh, Batgirl directors tried to salvage footage after the film's cancellation. Uh, Adil called and told me, go ahead, shoot everything on your phone. I went on the server and everything was gone. We did not even keep the scenes with Batman in it. Now, this does not mean that they were deleted. Mm -hmm. They were denied access. And a friend of mine, uh, uh, Stephen Colbert, he is a writer for Screen Rat. He says, and people say WB doesn't learn. And he uh, took a piece of an article that says, around this time, sources say Snyder sent one of his editors to the studio to retrieve the hard drives that contained materials of Justice League. Snyder was asked to return them considering they were studio property. He balked. Snyder says he was contractually entitled to the files connected with the film, uh, that the materials were for his personal use, and that he was not asked to return them at that time. Security was notified, sources say, but no action was taken. No one was expected Snyder to begin tinkering with an alternate cut of the film. So WB learned, and they're like, we're not going to have the Aldi cut the, we're not going to see the Aldi cut of Batgirl, yeah. basically. We're not going to have another Snyder cut thing happen mm -hmm. with Discovery. And I say bravo the, to them, but that fucking sucks that they can't keep anything. Like, no, like, like, I guess they can only keep the pictures that they took on their phones from the yeah. actual thing. But like, maybe even just like a small scene or something, right? Yeah. I think that would be kind of cool. But that's not the death of the film, because this Friday, either the time that this episode drops or the day after, we always record these on Thursdays, there has been, uh, uh, Boris Kitt over at uh, Hollywood Reporter says exclusive, you may not see, you may never see Batgirl, but some select people are this week, as WB holds what is going to be described as a funeral screening on the lot of the movie, in fact, there's one happening right now. So, yeah. so it was last night when we, uh, by the time we were recording this. So this is with directors, the cast, the crew, everybody got to see this movie for one last time. This is weird. I've never heard of this before. Yeah. Funeral screening is what they're calling them. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it is. It is very fucking weird. Um, I mean, it's still weird to get a movie canceled. You know what I mean? After it's been filmed, like it's still a lot of people in Hollywood saying that's unheard of. So, yeah. But I want to say because there was a lot of rumors out there. We we haven't heard. We've heard the rumors about Leslie Grace being offered more Batgirl in the future. Um, and somebody was like, "Oh, she turned it down." But there was no evidence or anybody reporting on that she actually turned yeah. it down. The directors have said, if we get called by DC to make another film, we will be there. I'm sorry. I think that's stupid. Like, sh fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. Like, I, I... think WB right now is is in us because of the big mess that they're in. Mm -hmm. They're showing, hey, we don't necessarily care about our creators. We just care about the money. So we can cancel your film for a second time if we need to. Yeah. So what do you think when it comes to this 
they didn't write this film. Who do you think is more at fault, the writer or the director? You know, the director is going to take the blunt of the blame for this. Because they're the bigger name. Yes. But they didn't write it. So, like, if you give them a better writer and they just want them to direct. Because Bad Boys 3 was awesome. Yes, but you have to also kind of say that the directors are who interpret the writing. Mm -hmm. So maybe they interpreted the writing not so greatly. I don't know. How how much interpretation do you think can happen when it says, like, scene, guy fights, da, 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 you know what I mean? Like, uh, scripts are pretty well written out, and you have to go through storyboards. Yeah, but I think movies are still a visual medium. So uh, it's kind of hard, because the one yeah. thing that we were hearing was that it was felt more like a TV pilot than anything. Yeah. So I, I guess that we, is with writing? Yeah, and this I mean, would, yeah. This would because they don't do the dialogue. No, no, they don't. This would kind of make sense with the sense of like how we didn't necessarily absolutely love Birds of Prey. Yeah, you know, and, and that that's the same writer name too. That's Chris, uh, Christian Hodges. Damn, she right? would have had, dude. If if we walk out of the Flash thinking it's not that great, then she's just done as like a writer. I think. Uh, granted, she's getting paid, but I don't. I'd be surprised if they use her going forward. Yeah, but currently, as of right now, The Flash has had some of the highest scoring screeners in the past, like, five to seven years at WB. Hmm. So, yeah. But she would have had two duds before getting The Flash. Granted, The Flash should have came out a long time ago. So she probably got those two movies because of that. Um, So, yeah, that's... Well, granted, I think she was part of, like, the fourth or fifth team of rewrites. So maybe not that long. Either way, we'll we'll see what happens with her. But yeah, it is kind of weird, kind of, you know, whatever. But I think, you know, if it's your dream to have a, a DC movie to come out, I don't know if this is their dream. Their dream was to direct Bad Boys, which was crazy. And they got it. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't know. I think the reason why you say that is because you know there's a lot of executives that want to make it up to you because they know how bad PR looks. And they're like, hey we'll give you this instead. You know what I mean? Like, we're sorry, but we're going to have a big name writer attached to it. You'll direct it. Like, we'll be good. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? But I feel like maybe somebody like, because Hamada and the previous team had no problem with them. Like, this movie was going to come out. So it's Zaslav that was like, now we're fucking done. We're going to exit. Granted, we don't know what's happening in the future. Like, it's, you know. So, question. Do you think anybody recorded that movie? My thing During is, the screening. I there was probably attempts, but how you would have to tell me, there's no way you could do it with the phone, right? Because it's going to be too obvious. That's an hour and a half of just holding it straight. You know what I mean? If you want to make it look dude, good, just put it in the pocket. But, do you but then you that, have it upwards. You'd have to like <laughs> sit like super perfect, and it would have to be like you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how long like Snapchat glasses record for and stuff. Like you can't, you can't <laughs> argue about against those people's things. glasses. Like you know what I mean? Like you mean just live streaming it to fucking? Because I know Facebook was coming out with brand new glasses that were like pretty badass, apparently. So oh, really, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long those things can hold memory for or whatever. Because you could easily just be like sneaking glasses, like those are my glasses, you know? Like bam, 
because uh, you could have them in a box and be like, that's my lenses. Well, put them on, bada bing, bada boom, you know? So um, I don't know. I I would assume WB was like, no, we know all phones in this bag right yeah. now. Cause yeah. Because have you ever been to one of those screenings where they take all your phones? Like, I, I've been to a screening where they take your phone. They're like, either go put it in your car or take, like, put it in our bags. And I was like, eh, you ain't getting in my phone. So I wouldn't put it in my car. But uh, yeah, I've been to those before. I'd be surprised, but I don't know. I'm reading this thing from Discussing Film that dropped. I don't know how real this is because I don't think the Daily Beast is a very credible website. That's their source. But the thing here says an, an internal graphic compared audience is a Discovery Plus and HBO Max. HBO Max, diverse groups, single people, <laughs> hybrid car drivers, no kids, I saw this. use social media. Discovery Plus, white, married people, SUV, minivan drivers, no social media, might, might have great kids. <laughs> and then if you were to click on the title, it's laid off HBO Max execs reveal Warner Brothers Discovery is killing off diversity and, count and courting middle America. So... Yeah. Um, I I think it's probably a very salacious kind of thing. I'm not going to read the article, but it might it sounds very salacious, but it also plays into the idea that Zaslav is a, you know, Trumper guy. So yeah. like and that's kind of the media follows that whole narrative of going down that road and shit. So So get this, talking about Zaslav wanting to save money and everything. This is not the last bit of Batgirl news we have. The last bit right here is Warner Brothers Discovery could destroy all the footage of Batgirl to demonstrate to the IRS there will never be any revenue made from the film and can immediately receive the full tax write-down, but some think this is unlikely to happen. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That's fucking insane. They're like, oh, we want the money now. And just like fucking blow it up. Like, fuck. I just, I feel like there's somebody that has it already. You know what I mean? There's somebody that has it on a thumb drive or something because I just don't like Zaslov and the big wigs, you know, they don't know how to work any of that kind of kind of technology. (laughs) So they probably have like a 20 to 30 year old in that area. That's like, hey, like, you know, oh, yeah, we're helping you do this and blah, blah. And then the director guy person is probably just like, hey, you know, we got to delete this. Put this away. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Boss. And, you know, black market, you know, whatever. Like, because imagine. What are you going to like? Imagine you just have that in your pocket, right? You're never going to show it to anybody, but then you're one of the layoffs at HBO Max because of Zaslaw cuts. Oh, I just so happen to have this thing that I'm going to put on the internet. <laughs> Bam! Fucking there's Batgirl for you. And then you're not going to get fucked if they can't find out who you are, you know? Exactly. So it's like, oh, that's Zaslaw. Sorry. IRS is going to come for you, boy. And that's it. Dunzo. That's what I would do. I'm because I'm petty like that. So so real quick before we go into like the big money thing with WB, because that is a big talking point this week. Yeah. Just something small. I know you did a reaction video to this, but I want to discuss it a little bit more. Um, Gotham Nice releases four days early on October 21st, 2022, with a reveal trailer um on GamesCon, which happened yesterday. Um well, I believe it was the day before yesterday. I can't remember. Um, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, Tuesday. I know you were not a big fan of this. Like, what? What was your What was your thought process? It with this? looks better than I was thinking. Like gameplay wise, it looks. I was like, oh, that could be fun. It looks a little bit more interesting. I hate the voice actors. 
<laughs> the voice actors sound just not great to me. They just don't fit the characters, I feel like. Yeah. And I've been having discussions because I ended up changing like the title to my reaction video to like, why does Harley sound like that or some shit? So I've been getting a little bit more comments nowadays. Um, but everybody's like, well, everybody should have a shot at being like, it shouldn't always just be Tara Strong. You know what I mean? And somebody also pointed out they're like, Tara Strong's already in Suicide Squad. Why would she be in both? And I'm like, personally, I don't think people would care if she voiced both. But the guy did make a point of saying like, they're trying to distance themselves from the previous Arkham games. So exactly. And yeah, I was like, it... fair point. I was like, fair point. I will concede there. But I will also say this voice actress still does not sound like Harley. Like you could have gave me Kelly Coco. You know what I mean? She's I would great. love to see her get the chance at a video game. Yeah. But this person just sounds like, you know, crazy woman. And it's just like, that doesn't sound like Harley. I'm sorry. Harley and Joker. I think are the two DC characters where if you change their voice it, and it doesn't fit the character, it's very noticeable because yeah. they have very distinct voices. And that's why some of the animated shows that have like a Batman or a Joker, I'm just like, I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, I don't like the way crazy Joker looks in the Batman. Like, I just hate that design. Yeah. The, you know, the, the long hair and yeah, and yeah all that I'm stuff. not a fan yeah. of it. Although he did look cool in the Dracula movie. Yeah. So I will say that. But overall, I didn't like that design. And I don't know if I like that voice. Like Mark Hamill, best Joker. Troy Baker, pretty good Joker. So like, you know, I oh, will in go Origins, with that. Yeah. yeah, I will go with uh, uh, Troy Baker is the six, the person that succeeds Mark Hamill, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't know who my Batman is after uh you know uh conroy i don't know if i have one that if i personally like anybody else after conroy at the moment but i will take troy baker after mark hamill so for me after conroy it's bruce greenwood from young justice and under the red that's Hood. not a bad batman yeah 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 but like dude from gotham didn't like his batman um and there's a lot of people that do like i don't like the the voice actor for jason in this I'm just here to kick your ass. You know, I'm not. I, I saw your reaction to that. And honestly, I think that the like gravelly of the voice is good, but I still think there's something missing from it. Yeah. Um, I think the injustice Jason Todd sounded great. Um, yeah, it's not a bad injustice too. Uh, but also just talking about the game in general, uh, for one today, they did release uh, the actual Harley Quinn boss fight. If anybody wants to go watch that, I'm going to go ahead and not watch it. Keep yeah. me surprised for the game. Uh, but I did learn a little bit more about the use of these characters whenever it comes to co-op. So Batgirl is going to be your hand to hand. It's going to be the most like Batman. Hell yeah. Nightwing is the supporting character. He's going to be the one that like gives more of the, like debuffs and buffs to your other player, mm -hmm. which I thought was really, really cool. Uh, Tim Drake is going to be the useless, uh, the, the stealth person, of course. Useless. <laughs> <laughs> and then J Jason Todd Red Hood is the marksman and he is uh, the powerhouse. Um, he is the person it's oddly enough with somebody who uses ranged attacks with his yeah. guns. Uh, 
he is also used for close quarters, like powerhouse moves, which is very, very odd. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, I would go with a. I mean, I already called Batgirl, so like, I'm fucking. I'm I'm going with Nightwing, so yeah. I think that would work best for us. You know, you kick everybody's ass, and I just like debuff everybody. Yeah. Anybody that's ever easier. played games with me, I'm not a sit back and snipe or kind of person. I don't do that. I'm sorry, unless it's PUBG, because PUBG is a game where I get murderized up close. But because I can adapt to games. But it, my favorite games are just like ah, going in there and just fucking fucking people up and killing them like straight up in their face. So Bad Girl sounds perfect for me. Um, but I was a little distracted because Tom King just tweeted out, just announced Batman One Bad Day number one has sold out and is going back to another printing. Nice. So pretty cool um, for people out there that think Tom King doesn't sell. <laughs> that sold out. So going to do another printing. You don't hear that a lot from a lot of people, though. I think the only person that ever says there's a second printings is Tom Taylor. So yeah, for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really hear about like, have you heard about like, is it, I mean, I think Batman 125 went to another printing. It did. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about 126 yet. Yeah, probably not. You don't need to after reading 125, but uh, yeah. What else do we got is let's see. We have Gotham Knights. I want to say before we dive into the, the losses. Oh, before we dive into the losses, because that is the biggest thing. We have a bunch of delays and we have the rumors of Jason Momoa saying some stuff about Ben Affleck. Yes. So, so I thought this was funny because this was in the same like red carpet interview. This is all coming from the premiere of C season three mm-hmm. um i can't believe that show is it good uh people apparently really love it yeah. i think did season they like the show or do they just love jason momoa i think they like the show now i do know that in season two the like big antagonist was dave patista mm-hmm. which apparently played his brother so like that was interesting hmm. uh i still haven't seen it but i i want to at least attempt to watch it uh but he was talking about how we will probably see more of Ben Affleck in some capacity in Aquaman and possibly after. Yeah. Now this is all with a grain of salt because immediately after this, he did say, Hey, I believe that WB discovery will make all the right choices. And then several hours later, they delayed his movie for an entire calendar year. Yeah. Um. So but that's part of the money woes, which we'll get into. Yes. Uh, so I I don't know. How, like, how do you feel about this? Like, because the, the delay or with the delay, people mm-hmm. are now assuming, OK, Flash was not announced to move. So this means Aquaman comes after the Flash. Yeah. Which means possibly they revert back to Keaton for the ending of Aquaman or Keaton is a one and done and all of this was just kind of for nothing. I think Keaton should be a one and done, but I think since the flash is still not coming out for another year or whatever, almost pretty much you have time to film alternate endings right now. And I think what, if you want to really start exciting your fan, your fan base, you have to shoot a new scene where Keaton is going back to his universe and then we maybe do the Terry McGinnis thing, which I mentioned previous on a previous podcast. Um, and you have a new ending for Bruce Wayne and like talk about like 
You just have to have, if Affleck is going to solidify and be your Batman going forward, you need him to be like, maybe you do the note from his father. I don't, I don't think that's going to be in the movie. So that's probably not going to be something, but you just have him being like, you know, with everything going on, like I'm optimistic about the future or some bullshit like that. You know what I mean? You got to have something showcasing that Ben Affleck's going to be there going forward, especially now if Aquaman happens after the fact, that means he's going to be in the next two movies for sure. Um, there's uh, people out there, heroic Hollywood, who, if I'm not mistaken, is owned by the rap, made a comment that we're going to see these two again. And it was uh, Cavill and Ben Affleck. And it said, hashtag Black Adam. I don't know how that real is. I don't know if that's just going to be like a photo on the wall or what the case is. But if both of them are in the are in the film, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Are you is this saying like they're gonna be in the future? Like, I'm very curious about what's what's happening and all that stuff. But I I can't find the article, but I know there was something saying that um, Momoa was talking about Ben Affleck having a bunch of surprises. There's a lot of surprises in the future. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what any of that means. Yeah, because I didn't. I don't think I posted it in. The discord i just posted the actual um they dropped because they they heard the news like they were like we're gonna delay it so they dropped like uh what is it uh art what do they call it um concept concept, concept art. art and uh it looks like there's gonna be a fucking huge ass battles again going on in aquaman so that should be kind of cool um but yeah for the most part i'm trying to find the article of him saying there's a lot of stuff going on that he's really excited about but I just I wish I would have saved it, which fucking sucks because, yeah, he was talking about it said like, uh, let's see, Jason Momoa is thrilled to work with Ben Affleck again on Aquaman 2. It's just hugs and kisses. I love that guy. We get along well. We're very good to see him again. Um, that's not it. But I don't know. I'll keep looking for it and see what happens. But for the most part, I don't know. Do you think Ben Affleck is coming back for good now or? What do you think? I think he has the Robert Downey Jr. post Civil War. Okay. I think he's going to be in team ups. I think he will show up for cameos, but I do not think he will have a solo film. I don't know, man. I just feel like, you know, he's. I think they're going to throw it at him. You know what I mean? Especially if Reeves is going to take fucking forever like he did with the first Batman movie. You know what I mean? They're going to yeah. be like, we need a Batman film. And we need a Batman in this universe. So, like, we'll give you a film. But, like, I don't know. I just think you 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 need a... I mean, technically, you would have a Batman. If he's going to be the Batman of the DCEU, I guess I'll be satisfied with it. But I would love to see him in a Batman film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and have him team up with Batgirl. Like, make, make amends for Leslie Grace. You know? Have her be in a movie with fucking Ben Affleck. I think that would be great. Um, is he was he in that film? It's rumored that he was in the film, right? For Batgirl? Yeah. No. No, no it was only a Keaton thing. But they said there was like multiple Batman in it, didn't they? I, I they said something along those lines. No, it, they they only said that it was the spaghetti of multiverses. Yeah. That was the only thing. Now I did talk to Casey Walsh and I did ask like hey this whole thing with the flash like with not not being delayed and everything else and with batgirl seemingly being completely dead and everything like 
there was rumors of a brand new Justice League mm-hmm. in one of the first screenings of The Flash. He said that same scene was still in the most recent screening. So, hmm. and we had heard like it was Gal Gadot, Sasha Kaye, Batgirl, yeah. Shazam, Aquaman, and possibly Hawkman. So like, really? Yeah. Like, I don't know how any of that works now. Well, Hawkman's in Black Adam. So wait, there was wait, who was the lineup again? It was Sasakai Supergirl. Yeah. Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. Batgirl. Shazam Aquaman and Hawkman. Batgirl was there? So Leslie yeah. Grace is in the flash? That's what was said. Huh. That'll be some shit. Can you imagine if she's in there? That'd be fucking wild. Um, now that I, I love how if you go look at Aquaman on Twitter, everybody's like, yeah, we have time to get Amber Heard out of the movie. Just fucking put Emily Clark in there. Like she'd look great. Um, but anyways, I don't know. There's, there's all that. I, at this point, I don't know if we're ever going to see another DC movie. I, I don't know. So let's go ahead and move on to the big news of all the money issues yeah. with WB. So there is an article that came out that says from Consequence Film, uh, Consequence.net, says Warner Brothers Discovery lost $20 billion in market cap trying to cut $3 billion in costs. Yeah. So th- I will say this. The tone of this article does sound like opinion piece, but everything they say is absolutely factual. So let me go ahead and read this down for you guys. Um, since completing the April 8th merger, Warner Brothers Discovery has been on a cost-cutting frenzy with an announced goal of finding $3 billion in savings. The process began when the WBD Axine in Plus on April 21st, and since then, company has shelved back or removed over 200 classic episodes of Sesame Street and iced dozens of upcoming projects with the result that wb has lost a total of 20 billion in market cap and counting importantly this isn't an apples to apples comparison wbd is trying to save 3 billion in cash while market cap is stocks market estimates of company's total value found by taking the amount of stocks in circulation and multiplying that by the stock price And there are several other factors dragging down the stock, especially WBD's $55 billion in debt, which has concerned analysts since the merger. But the debt has been stable, and the fact remains that no matter which project WBD puts out uh, to pasture, the stock is only going in one direction, down. Yeah. So, currently, when... The merger started, stock was $77. Mm -hmm. Currently, I just opened my app. It is sitting at $13.35. Goddamn. That's fucking nuts. It was lower. Everything is pretty down, though, this year. It was lower. Mm -hmm. Two days ago. It was twelve fifty. Damn. 
Uh, I mean, obviously the PR and everything has not been helping them. Um, and maybe, I mean, the stock market always kind of knows shit that we don't know, you know? So it is wild. I mean, I would assume a lot of the PR does look pretty bad. It, it does look bad. Like that they're, they're cutting a lot of shows, right? They're cutting a lot of shit. Like a lot of people are making a big deal about like Sesame street being cut. And like, of course, a lot of shows that have been cut are diverse shows and stuff. I'm not like I can see both sides. The reason why I say that is a lot of the shows that people are like, oh, they cut this show. They cut that show. I was like, what the fuck was that show? Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of these diverse shows are things I've never heard of. And so it was like nothing I was watching. So I was just like, okay, yeah, that kind of sucks for everybody involved in that. But like Sesame Street, I didn't even know Sesame Street was on HBO Max. To yeah. be honest, so and, and I will say Sesame Street kind of did like a big fu to mm-hmm. WBD because like the day that the day after they were cut, they were like, "Oh, by the way, you can watch every single episode free on YouTube." Peace out. Nice. So so that's really cool. Um, kids need Sesame Street, you know. So that's uh, pretty cool that they did that. But I don't know, man. Like. I it's fucking wild to lose 20 billion dollars when you're trying to cut three you know I feel like that that is a fireable offense for a CEO like I'm surprised that hasn't happened it is absolutely insane and the thing is this moves on to some other stuff that came out the other day which was that currently the delays Mm -hmm of shazam and aquaman were due to the fact that wb cannot afford uh it says here discovery is is uh the moves underscore with a financial mess warner brothers discovery is that the studio has only enough cash to release two movies from now to the end of the year yeah black adam and don't worry darling featuring florence Pugh and harry styles uh Mm -hmm. the olivia wilde movie yeah they are banking that these two movies will ride them enough money to be able to put out more than five movies next year. That's insane. You're, you're if that is, on. If that is not the case, there is more delays coming next year. Yeah. Or at, at least at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. I... That, that's kind of crazy. I, I, I thought like all of that stuff is built in. I thought that's part of the budget is to release these movies. So I don't understand. I, I'm curious. I would love to see how it actually works because yeah. that doesn't make any sense to me. I've I've heard people talk about how Hollywood is a giant IOU. Yeah, that doesn't like, surprise me. And how like money doesn't really exist in Hollywood and they just like... Just, that's how the governments are too. They just shift everything, right? Yeah. Um, but one producer at WB says they have no money and no clue. That's crazy, man. They're they're probably going to have to have somebody come in and bankroll some of these movies. You know what I mean? I feel like you get somebody who's got millions or maybe billions of dollars and be like, hey, look, we want to release this comic book movie. It's going to make X amount. You put in this much and we'll get you this much back. Like, I think those are the kind of deals that are going to be hit. You know what I mean? Like somebody's going to come in as like a super mega producer. Now, the thing is, um, speaking of producers, studio heads and everything else, 
Um, I was listening to like some scoopers online all had a Twitter space. And that's basically like a podcasting host on Twitter that people can just talk and whatever. Um, I tuned in the other night and they were talking and they've been hearing that no one wants the DC studio spot. Really? Nobody wants to take a shot because it is so risky to be the one to say, hey, we have the most valuable IPs in this studio and we need to be making the most money. Yeah. And we need to win all of this money back that WB has lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, there are more rumors saying that it will no longer like people are no uh, Zaslav is no longer looking at one individual, but possibly creating in a, a whole board of people to make the decisions for WB or for DC. That's terrible. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Um, Cause I feel like that's kind of what they had already. So yeah, I believe that's what they had in the very beginning when yeah. like man of steel and BVS and all of that were first coming out. Yeah. That's a, that's a terrible idea. Uh, it just seems like, yeah, Zaslav went from the fucking tippy top to the bottom, bottom right now which is crazy super quick yeah like fucking speed run style i think that's a bad idea for sure if they need somebody i'm right here dc i'm right here i do (laughs) fucking i don't i will crash and burn i do command at least a minimum million dollar salary to take all the heat per year uh even if i work for a year i'm good (laughs) i'll take that heat for a year yeah man it sucks oh got some shit we're gonna do black adam the rock's gonna get us everything um I, I, I'm shocked, man. Like when I read the twenty million, the twenty billion dollar loss, I was just like, "The fuck." So um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if we're ever going to see any of these films. To be honest, I I said with this development, with the delays of Aquaman and the Flat uh, and Shazam, I think before twenty twenty five, Discovery sells WB. But to like who? Like, you know, who's going to buy that? Who's going to do it? I think if it gets sold again, it's Reboot City. You know? Yeah. Um, the only people I would want to buy that, like, DC at this point is Amazon. I do not want Disney to own DC. I never want that to happen. I, I don't want that either, and I don't think it would. I would, and I know you would be like, hell no, that's fucking crazy. But I would either say Amazon or Apple. Uh, Apple, I feel like cares about quality, so I I wouldn't mind Apple. Um, they're gonna start making custom phones and shit for fucking DC. You get, and stuff. You get, you get the Bat Phone, yeah, <laughs> the fucking Jet Black Super Encrypted Crazy Phone that not even Apple can work on. They're like, once we sell this to you, you're fucked. We can't we can't do it. It's it's Batman. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Apple is missing something like that. It's so crazy to think that Apple isn't a technology company anymore. They're like a fucking big corporate media kind of thing, yeah. Now, which is nuts. But yeah, I mean, if they wanted to have something like that, they could have some crazy shows with some really good writers and stuff. Like, I and just I hope- will say this: like everything that I've heard come out of Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. um, for all mankind, the morning show, uh, defending Jacob C. I've heard all of those are great yeah 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 that that would be interesting i i don't know if they would pull the trigger i mean there's rumors that apple wants to buy disney because they have so much money which that's insanity to me 
But if they could buy DC, that would be crazy. You would have charging stations all around Disney World, though, which is great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be nuts. But I don't know, man. It's it's fucking wild to think about everything that's going on with DC. But at this moment, I'm kind of just like, dude, just give me something to watch. Like, I'm tired of all the behind the scenes shit. This is where the moment where if you're one of those oblivious fans that just noticed like, oh, there's there's a new movie coming out. Like, you got to be in the best situation right now. Like, fanboys and everybody that's on the internet that actually pays attention to this shit, this is fucking horrible. But, yeah. like, it's where, well, like, you know, it's it's moments like this is, I was, I wish it could be, like, our friend Adrian back at our old job, who was just, <laughs> you know, this isn't a knock on our friend Adrian, but he was a very simple guy. Like, he just wanted to work, get paid, and play video games. Like, he didn't care about anything else. Oh, he did And have, build like, his exotic farm. Yeah, he wanted to build a farm, <laughs> which is crazy. But he knew about stocks and shit, so like he kept some stuff quiet, which was very interesting. But he was a very simple guy, and I'm like, damn. Sometimes I wish like my life, I didn't have all these crazy dreams I want to achieve, and I could just enjoy life very simplistically. But unfortunately, my brain doesn't work that way. So um, people that don't pay attention, like the GA, essentially, the GA's got to be like, oh, well, oh, wow, there's a new movie coming out. You know what I mean? Like the thing is, I will say. The, the only bright side to this is if these movies do come out, since they've been delayed so much, when a DC films drops, it's going to feel like a breath of fresh air compared to Marvel that's shoving it down our throats right now. You know what I mean? Because you're only going to get like one DC film a year now, it feels like. So when it comes out, you're going to be like, oh, shit. True. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, technically, we'll get three next year, right? If they come out. If they come out, yes. Yeah. So... Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. I, dude, if Black Adam bombs, like that's gonna be crazy. I'm telling you, man. Like, I, I genuinely think the first failure that Zaslav sees, he's gonna be like, it wasn't our fault. The old regime fucked it up too much. Peace out. Yeah. And they're gonna sell. I don't know, man. I think Black Adam is going to be The Rock's biggest test, though. Like, He's been able to make some movies like sell though, dude, which is so crazy. You know what I mean? And now this is The Rock in a superhero movie. Now, granted, I know some people thought the trailer was kind of cheesy, but it still looks cool. Like, you know, with the fucking Justice Society and everything. They're going to drop another banger trailer, but that comes out next month, doesn't it? October. Yeah. Not September, October. Yeah, we'll drop. Oh, yeah. We're not in September yet. But yeah, so pretty soon we'll probably get another trailer here. Um and yeah, we'll see what happens. But I think that movie is going to to do well. It'll definitely. I think it's going to make profit. Well, what, what's the rumored uh, price tag? Like so 150. The price tag on Black the Rock commands like 100 million, doesn't he? <laughs> At this point, the price uh, tag currently is sitting. What? No fucking way. It, it says that this is a $185 million movie. I say that's bullshit. You think it's more? I think it's more. Well, that probably doesn't include um, marketing. True, true. So, so you would need to double it. So you're still looking at a 300... They usually say marketing is about a, a 50 to $100 million. So... So, okay. So you're you're looking at nearly $300 million. Yeah. I so think make more than that. It's going to be in China or no? It, it depends if it's going to be in China or not. I have not heard if it has the green light on China. Usually yet. you usually hear that it's not going to be in China. 
Yeah. So I haven't heard that. So um, I I say opening weekend. I think this movie makes around seventy million. Hmm. Okay. I think that the overall U.S. box office hits at like a hundred and sixty. Yeah. And then the worldwide, like that's the bigger push. Yeah, I mean, I think The Rock is pretty huge around the world, so um, it'll be. He's going to be all doing media like crazy for this movie, so I'm pretty sure you know he's probably going to have Instagram lives and everything. Like you guys got to go see Black Adam and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think he's really going to push for this. Now, before we end the podcast, if the rumors of a Ben Affleck Henry Cavill are in this movie. How do you think it happens? And do you think it happens? Oh, well, uh, like I said, I was talking to some scoopers. Um, if you don't want to hear this, skip ahead. Just um, end the I, podcast because we're about to end anyways. So, yeah. Um, I have been told that it is another headless Superman cameo. <laughs> no way. No yeah. way. Yeah wow like what well what about the batman part though i hadn't heard rumors of batman and black adam i mean if you want to believe heroic hollywood who is owned by the rap if i'm not mistaken unless that's changed over the last few years the rap is also part of that umberto guy who usually hits he hit on the batgirl thing recently well he didn't break it but he was i mean i guess i guess you could say that technically due to Aquaman and Black Adam having reshoots around the same time mm-hmm. that they could have made it work. Yeah. But if they're going to have a head, because I've heard that it's basically copy paste of Shazam. You see the headless Superman and then you hear the Joshua Williams uh, Williams theme. Hmm. Or the John Williams theme. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, damn, Joshua Williamson got into that now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know, man. That I don't know if you could do two headless Superman. Like that's fucking crazy. But somebody's seen it. Like that's what you're getting the confirmation from. Yeah. Oh fuck. That would be. But they didn't. Well, see well no, no. So, so the the screening had a stand-in. Mm-hmm. But we've I've I've heard that it it is almost a copy paste. Damn. That will be people are gonna fucking rip that apart if that happens, dude. Um, but because I read rumors of like Cavill being in like Hollywood in July, I don't know if that's true or not. Some people he, are like he had COVID, so no, he didn't. I didn't hear he had COVID. So the I the scooper Twitter space that they were talking about this, he was doing uh reshoots for oh shit what was it um it was some other project or that Mm. he he that what he was a part of he it had nothing to do with wb whatsoever but i mean it doesn't mean that they couldn't be him like use him you know what i mean like true true yeah like he he literally has one more appearance on his contract yeah and like I I think if you're using it just for a cameo, just to say goodbye to the character, I think that would be kind of shitty. So I just think he doesn't want to do it. Like, yeah, the dude is the dude is 
like having a lot of stuff on Netflix. And if you want to believe rumors, Marvel's already got them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious if that's going to be... That would be revealed at D23, right? When does that happen? Uh, D23 is September, so next month. So I guess we'll be able to find out before Black Adam then. So if he yeah. if he doesn't show up at D23, I would assume he's not going to be in it, right? I would feel I would feel like they would reveal that there. Uh, I don't know because apparently, just with who he's going to be, I think they may want to like keep that a secret until like the day the show airs. Be like, oh shit, look who we have for the show. Really, like, it's going to be on a show. Yeah, huh. it's going to be in Loki season two. Oh, I feel like they're not going to have like a trailer for it or something. Oh, maybe so. I feel like if they're going to announce it, they would announce in there, you know, because that's a big like, oh, that would get the Internet talking, you know, and that's what they want. So uh, him jumping ship from fucking DC to Marvel, that'd be like a huge thing. But yeah, because like he was the main one, you know, I I just want I I wouldn't mind that information because I'm like, fine, we can finally fucking move on. You know what I mean? That would be my biggest thing. But either way, that's going to be it for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Clay, what do you got going on for this week? So for this week, I actually was really busy working. Um, So I don't have any shows this week. But if you want to go check out DC Alliance and Star Wars Alliance, DC talked about some of the same stuff that we talked about this week, the Cape Crusader stuff, some of the Sandman stuff that I talked about earlier, um, as well as with Star Wars Alliance, they did a retro review of Rogue One. So go check that out. I saw a meme that posted the... uh the scene from rogue one that's like their you know the remake with leia and all that shit and they were like if star if rogue one came out in 1976 and i was like what the fuck i was like it's just the scene from rogue one but um i thought that was pretty funny uh anyways you can go check out my twitch channel if you guys want to go check a live stream uh check out the live stream is where i'm streaming now on my twitch channel uh you can go to juicefromthebox.com if you just want to find all my shit i tied my url to my beacon account and you can just check out all my shit. If you want to check out my Patreon, any of my YouTubes, uh, the YouTube for this. Uh, if you can't find the Batman News Weekly YouTube channel for some reason, I have it linked in my Beacon account. I'm pretty sure. Unless it's my Spotify. Then I might be lying to you. I might be lying to you. But uh, you should be able to find us Batman News Weekly on YouTube. Go subscribe to that. Thank you to everybody that's been listening over there and watching the video. You guys are awesome. But that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, I am Juice Wayne. He is Fanboy Clay. And remember... Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly!